Welcome to the Banana Fakers That Boy Malcolm Show. I am your host, That Boy Malcolm. Uh, we're starting a new week, another another show, another time, another place. Getting ready for another action-packed sports weekend. Well, to be honest, not really, but we're gonna try to make a uh, the best of this. Uh, but. Being a sports fan, being a sports fan, there's a lot of things that happen. A lot of, a lot of things going on outside the means of sports. Uh, you got the DraftKings at slash FanDuel situation with uh, the government, which is basically, to be honest, I, I basically me being a FanDuel. Player, not an avid fan duel player. I'm not one of these guys who play a lot. I just got back into it. But I've played it once before, won some money, lost that all the money that I won. Uh, but it was really no risk. It wasn't much money. It, was, it wasn't like I was just betting the house on anything. So, But now uh, there's a situation going on where the government is going after fan duel. And it's pretty much, I'll be honest with you, I, I pretty much believe it's really because of Vegas. Vegas feel like FanDuel is cutting in on this gambling gambling shares. And, and basically, they want to cut FanDuel out. So, you know, you know, you have to go through Vegas. Probably try to make this, try to get a deal with uh Vegas try to get a deal, get some money from FanDuel, or maybe FanDuel and uh, DraftKings uh, chunk in the money with the government and just end this whole thing. It's, it's pretty much, honestly, I just believe it's just a scam to to get money out of FanDuel because you're seeing some or and uh, DraftKings because right now you're seeing those two companies are making so much money if you realize if you watch if anybody's watched any sports listen to any sports radio watch any sports television show anything sports related you see ads for FanDuel and DraftKings like crazy you listen to even podcasts i know for a fact the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast uh for about a year has been sponsored by fan, uh by DraftKings I know lots of sports radio shows who's uh, sponsored by FanDuel. You even get a lot of shows that are... And FanDuel, the thing about FanDuel, FanDuel's been doing it that way since its inception three years ago because that's the reason why I got into it three years ago is because of sports radio. Um, But besides that, not too much impactfulness going on. Uh, but, but there's panic going on in sports when it comes to overreacting. And the reason why I bring up overreacting, uh, NBA fans drive me freaking crazy. Uh, boy. The, the situations going on with teams, the season's just started. You got fans of uh, the Houston Rockets, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 
the fans of the San Antonio Spurs all panicking over the first two games of the year. Uh, it's I, when I everyone knows when I put this uh, alarm up, either there's a there's that it just basically means it's it's time for people to it's just basically my reaction to people overreacting to anything in sports and that's what's going on in the NBA I will say I should lead this panic on alarm on for the Houston Texans my football team because yeah that that's a situation that is deemed to be recognized for its panic situation but uh this around that time like I say it's around that time of year that NBA fans start panicking over a couple of games within the season. It's an 82-game season. Let's chill out, relax. In the words of uh, of a uh, Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers, relax. You got 80 games to go. <laughs> but I am here to give you my NBA uh, playoffs pre- predictions. Um, I mean, well, actually, season predictions. Uh, I'm not gonna give you the the traditional WCW theme music. Uh, just basically, uh, I for, uh, I just didn't get to putting it, downloading it to do it today. But but uh, we're gonna go through the NBA right now. We're gonna start off uh, Eastern Conference. I got the two teams. Okay, pretty much this is where I look at it. The same, okay, six of the eight teams who made the playoffs, I got in again this year. I got two teams who did not make the playoffs in, which are uh, Miami and Indiana. Uh, Miami uh, pretty much having Chris Bosh returning, uh, much improved uh, via the draft, via free agency. And the Indiana Pacers, who, uh, got, who, who got Paul George back, which is... Which is huge for them, and the two teams I got going out is Boston and Brooklyn. Brooklyn because they they pretty much lost so much. Boston just one of those teams that just on the outside looking in. Uh, the eight the order I got the teams in. I got Cleveland as the number one seed. I have uh, Chicago number two seed. The uh, Washington three seed. The Miami Heat four. The Atlanta Hawks five. Indiana Pacers in at the sixth seed, and the Toronto uh, Toronto Raptors as the seventh seed, and Milwaukee Bucks as the eighth seed. And my division winners: Cleveland, Washington, and Toronto. Yes, that me. I got Toronto as the seventh seed, but they're the division winners. The NBA changed that rule, uh, as you can recall earlier. Do, I mean, uh, during the off season, making it the Making the division winners not receive an automatic uh, top four seed. Uh, so, yeah, I have a division winner down at the seventh seed in the East. Now, in in the West, my two teams in who didn't make the playoffs last year is Oklahoma City. And this was a tough one. But going through the teams in the, in the West... I went with Minnesota being that uh that other team that make the play that other that second team that makes the playoff that didn't make it last year. 
And the two teams out, I have Portland and Dallas. Portland, because pretty much losing LaMarcus Aldridge was very impactful. Uh, And Dallas, because one, they weren't able to make the moves they wanted to make because of the DeAndre DeAndre Jordan situation during the offseason. And also, the fact is, they did lose uh, Ellis. Which which will be impactful for them now. The way I got the uh, West going, I have San Antonio as the one seed, the Clippers as the two seed, Golden State three seed, Houston four seed, Oklahoma City fifth seed, New Orleans six seed, Memphis seven seed, and Minnesota as the eight seed. Now my pro- projection. As my my prediction in the uh, in the West is uh, for the Western Conference Finals, I I have the Los Angeles Clippers defeating the uh, the San Antonio Spurs. As I, I basically have the top two seeds playing each other in a conference championship, and in the East, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, defeating the Chicago Bulls, basically this uh, a repeat. Uh, well, not a repeat because I think yeah, not a repeat. But basically, I got Cleveland beating Chicago. Uh, in the uh, and in the NBA Finals, I have Cleveland defeating the Clippers in the NBA Finals, which is ironic because I think that was the prediction I made last year during the playoffs, and it didn't happen that way. I mean, not during the playoffs, before the season last year. But that was before I did a show, so relevancy. Uh, <laughs> now, as uh, the uh, as I got my awards, uh, the NBA MVP, I have uh, LeBron winning the MVP, and names to watch out for is uh, Westbrook, Harden, uh, Steph Curry, uh, Chris Paul, and the surprise name here, John Wall. I just think uh, Washington will improve enough to a point that John Wall will be a contender for the award. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going, this was this could go either way, I'm going with uh, DeAndre Jordan. I just think he's going to have the opportunity to put up the d- better defensive numbers, but there are, there are more guys who are capable of winning the award. Uh, Andre D- Drummond's, Dwight Howard. Uh, Serge Ibaka, Rudy Gobert for uh for the Utah Jazz, Kawhi Leonard, and Draymond Green, all contenders, all all very high, uh, highly possible winning that award. I think that's going to be the toughest award at the end of the year to uh, to get. The uh, rookie of the year, I'm going the the Anthony Towns. With the uh, runners-up being Emmanuel Moutier for the Nuggets and uh, Jaleel Okafor for Philly, uh, you got Russell in, in L.A., but I just don't think I don't see him contending, putting up the numbers he would need to be, unless you, to be honest, unless you get a Kobe Bryant injury and he has to be the one to take all the shots. Uh, six man of the year, I'm going Dion Waiters of uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, a high contender for the award will be Isaiah Thomas for the Boston Celtics. I think that uh, I'm going Waiters. I think playoff push towards the end of the season, fighting for uh, playoff seeding 
uh, will help Waiters get the award while Boston not make uh, not making the playoffs. I think Boston will probably be fighting for that eighth seed, but I uh, I just think that uh, Waiters will end up getting a uh, six man award. Comeback Player of the Year. You could go Paul uh, Paul George. I'm going Paul George, but you could go Kevin Durant. Uh, you can see a way that uh, Chris Bosh can get in on that award, but I'm going uh, uh, Paul George. Uh, most improved player, I, I could, I'm seeing Andre Jump Drummond's um, pushing his way up as one of the top players in the league this upcoming season. Uh, other guys to watch is Victor Oladipo of the Orlando Magics, uh, Nikolai Moradic, I cannot say other uh, Chicago Bulls, Rudy Gobert, C.J. McCollum, uh, Rudy of uh, Gobert of the Utah Jazz, C.J. McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, those, uh, the last two, Gobert and McCollum, because they're going to get so much, so much opportunity. I think Gobert is going to be special defensively. Uh, his his length is going to just give teams trouble, but C.J. McCollum is just going to have the ball like crazy. Uh, without a uh, Aldridge there, they're gonna have to find some scoring somewhere. And to be honest, I'm a, I'm going very very boring here with the coach of the year, Greg Popovich. I just with that team he got and the way he manages uh, his basketball teams, I just see him winning the award again. Um, uh, that's possible. Other people are hot. Uh, uh. Other people can win the award, but I'm I'm I just be honest. I just don't see real competition with that type of uh team that uh the type of the unit that the San Antonio Spurs is going. But uh, let's uh take a quick break, and we'll get back with you. The other kid we have is uh, she's a, f a girl and she's four, and uh, she's also a fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> It's true, man. I'm serious. I say that with no remorse. <laughs> Fucking asshole. She's a douchebag. <laughs> she is. Fucking jerk. <laughs> the other day, I'm like, put your shoes on. We're trying to leave. Put your shoes on, please. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Put your... How many times can you say that to somebody before you just want to kick them right in the fucking face? <laughs> Seriously, if you're with a group of people that are trying to go somewhere and you can't go, you can't go because a member of your party just refuses to put their shoes on, <laughs> that person is a fucking asshole, okay? You don't do that to people. Imagine being with a group, hey, we can't go. Why? Because fucking Bill won't put his shoes on. He just won't put them on. <laughs> Fuck, Bill, what's your problem? I don't want to put them on. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> fucking kids suck. Seriously. The other day, I'm, I walk in the kitchen. She's talking to my wife. She says, uh, Mama, I saw a doggy today. And I was like, really? Where did you see a doggy? And she's like, I'm telling Mama, not you. I'm like, hey, fuck you. I'm just asking to be nice anyway. <laughs> what, you think I actually give a shit about the dog you saw? <laughs> like that was gonna be an awesome story that you saw a fucking dog. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> I got better stories than you. I have an interesting life. I'm on fucking television. I won an Emmy. You don't ask me what fucking happened to me today, you little bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't say that to her, obviously. But that's the thing, nobody ever calls her on her bullshit. That's how she got to be an asshole in the first place. 
Nobody just goes, ah, fuck you, you don't know. I'd love to for one day just fucking be totally on. Oh, you drew a dog? Let me see. That's not a, that's shit me, that's a scribble. That's nothing. That's not even a, anything. Show me a dog that looks like that. I'll give you a thousand dollars. Seriously. God, I fucking, oh, the other day I was just like, just dreaming about just fucking kicking her. Like kicking her out a window, you know, just fucking. I would never fucking hurt her, but I wanna, I do, you know. That was uh, Louis C.K. Uh, just a little bit about uh, his four-year-old daughter. Um, in the NFL this week, you got, uh, it's pretty much, to be honest, NFL and football period, NFL and college football. It's pretty much a week, week for football. You do have uh, an exceptional game, exceptional game Sunday night with the Green Bay Packers playing the Denver Broncos. That's that's pretty much the only game to to watch this weekend. Every, every other game is kind of down par. Uh, you got a bunch of teams with top records playing teams with barely, uh, you know, barely winning. Or you have a, a bunch of mediocre teams or lo- terrible teams playing each other. We're going to get off on one of those teams, uh, basically my team, the Texans, a little bit later. Uh, college foot, uh, college football. Well, in that Green Bay Denver game, I I can see the way I had that game going. Uh, Green Bay is a favorite on the road. Uh, Peyton Manning has struggled this year. Uh, uh, I I can see a way that uh Green Bay's pass rush continues to cause Manning a little trouble. Uh, Denver Denver's de- defense has played outstanding this year, but I I just think um. I just think uh, Green, uh, the Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers will find holes within the, within the defense uh, to to find a way to win this game. Uh, for so I have maybe the Packers winning, uh, maybe not really high scoring, like seventeen to ten. We're gonna go seventeen ten, maybe maybe twenty ten. But the Packers winning, uh, defeating the Denver Denver Broncos. College football, like same situation. Really, not too many exciting games. Um, I could be wrong about this. Maybe both college and pro football both surprises and give us an outstanding week of football. Uh, maybe a few upsets. But uh, the one game to watch: uh, Notre Dame uh, versus Temple. It's the only game which two ranked teams are going each other, and uh, I'm going uh, Notre Dame defeating Temple in Temple, uh, just overmatch more talent. But Temple's played played outstanding football this year, uh, and but I, I'm going Notre Dame defeating Temple. Uh, this is just breaking news: uh, T.J. Barrett of uh, the Ohio State quarterback. Who just was named the starter of uh, Ohio State this week? On their off week, was arrested for driving while being impaired. Uh, so we're gonna see where this goes uh, with uh, Ohio State. If you may see a situation where he's no longer the starter because he just was announced as the starter. Now, I, I'm gonna need this. Uh, I'm gonna need the the uh, uh, panic alarm again. 
Okay. I'm, as you well know, I am from Houston. I am in Houston. Actually, I'm in Houston right now throughout these storms that are going on in Houston. But I'm a Houston Texans fan. I've been a fan of this team since its inception. I've been an advocate for changes that need to be made to this franchise, especially and where I'm looking at the changes that need to be made is uh is not with the coaching staff. I'm I'm a little iffy on the coaching staff, but I the changes that needs to be made with the franchise is the people who are calling the shots. And right now, Rick Smith I've been an advocate for Rick Smith either not no longer being I mean just forget it. No longer being the GM of the team. I've 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 seen people fight, fight, fuss and yell, uh, coming coming at me saying that Rick Smith is not the blame for the situation this team is. I've heard for the last few years how much this this team has so much talent on this team, and I'm ask, and I've heard I heard something yesterday uh, on Sports Radio as I I was driving into Houston. Somebody asked a question. Uh, would you trade? What team would you trade? Being a Texans fan, I mean, what trade? What team would you not trade? Of being a fan of, for being a Texans fan. And as of right now, I can only think of a couple of teams that I would not be a fan of. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna rephrase that. I would weather not be a fan of the Texans. I mean, I would rather not be a fan of that team over the Texans. And that's the Washington Redskins, the uh, maybe the Cleveland Browns, and the San Francisco 49ers. Those team, all three of those teams are in disarray. So that tells you what's going on in Houston with the Texans. And But as for those people who fight for Rick Smith, and the... the <coughs> The reason why I'm troubled about uh, the guy's job as general manager is the the inconsistent. Well, no, it is consistent. The consistently bad job he's done and finding talent within the NFL draft throughout the second, third, and fourth round. This is when teams find players who con who who are contributors who eventually become uh, long-term starters, and they find them. You know, in a draft at a cheap price. Throughout throughout his history as the Houston Texans general manager, throughout his history, he's been a general manager since two thousand seven. Throughout his history uh, as a general manager, I could only think of eleven players, maybe twelve, maybe more, eleven players who were consistently. Starters as a general manager, I mean, as a as a player on the Houston Texans, found in the second, third, or fourth round of the draft. Besides that, just a bunch of guys who were with the team, gone from the team. Let's first round. Let's go. I'm gonna go year by year, draft by draft. Second, third, I me. Mean, second, third, and fourth round. 2007, Jacoby Jones. Fred Bennett, Jacoby Jones contributed. Fred Bennett was a guy who was a third third corner on the team. He did start for a short period of time, but nothing consistent enough to, you know, for him to be something to, to rant and rave about. Two thousand eight, 
Antoine Bolden, Steve Slayton in the third round, and Xavier Adibi in the fourth round. DB played a few games, started a couple of games. Slayton had an outstanding rookie year, and then his second year he came in and had fumbleitis, and that was pretty much the end of him. Bolden, no contribution at all. 2009, third round, Connor Baldwin who contributed a lot with the Texans, but ironically he went to another team and became a pro bowler. Uh, Antoine Caldwell, who contributed none. Glover Quinn, who was uh, an outstanding free safety with the Texans, but guess what? They decided to go with Ed. I mean, they decided to let him walk and sign Ed Reed for more money. <laughs> and tight end Anthony Hill, who, yeah. I have no idea who that is. You can get that Homer Simpson. <laughs> but uh, 2010, Ben Tate contributed minorly with the team, but uh, put up some good numbers his second year in the league. But nothing to rant or rant about, not even in the NFL right now. Earl Mitchell, who who uh, who started uh, started some games at, uh, as a defensive tackle. Darryl Sharpton and Gary Graham. Gary Graham still with the team. Darryl Sharpton, Sharp, uh, Sharpton no longer with the team. Uh, 2011, Brandon Harris, Brooks Reed. Brooks Reed, another guy just like Connor Baldwin, contributed with the team uh, as an outside linebacker. No longer with the team. Uh, I think he had an had a, a outstanding year. Elsewhere, and you had uh, Rashad Carmichael, 2012. Deville Posey, who basically contributed none with the team. Brandon Brooks, who's a a pretty good uh, guard with the team. I will give him credit for that one. Ben Jones, who who who's a uh, who's a pretty good center. Keyshawn Martin and Jared Crick. Jared Crick still with the team. Uh, your opposite, your opposing uh, defensive end with JJ Watt. Uh, 2013. This is uh, this is when it gets real bad. DJ Swearinger no longer with the team right now. Brandon Wi- Brandon Williams no longer with the team right now. Sam Montgomery no longer with the team right now. Travado Travado Williams no longer with the team right now. 2014. Xavier Solofia. Basically, a second round, first pick in the second round should be a guy who's contributing, who's pretty much starting right now. That's what he should be, but he's not even he's barely contributing with the team. C.J. Fedorowicz, uh, he's he's there. Uh, Lewis Nix was cut. You saw him get cut on hard knocks. Tom Savage, who's on the hour, and last year's pick, uh, Bernardo Kent Bernardrick Kenny. Who who has a chance? Make I I can see him as a uh, possibility of coming in as your uh, inside linebacker. But J- Jalen Strong, who who just continues to drop passes, hopefully at some point he can he can he can pull it together. But his concentration on the ball, while the ball is in the air, is, hasn't been well. This is the reason why I'm an advocate for taking responsibilities away from. Uh, Rick Smith as general manager. I'm not saying fire the guy. They apparently Bob McNair likes him for whatever reason. So since you like the guy, you you gave him another title. I think vice president of operations. Keep him with that title. 
bring in a, a real GM who knows what they're doing and uh make something happen. Uh if you want, you could go and clean out house if you want to cuz I'm but I I'm not so sure that uh Bill O'Brien is or isn't the guy's the head coach of the Houston Texans. He really haven't shown me nothing as a head coach to make me think he's going to be great, but he hasn't even shown me anything that's going to be terrible. Uh, so I am still on a wait-and-see mode. I have I have an, uh, said on social media that uh, if he drafts the guy, uh, Chrissy Hackenberg, out of uh, uh, Penn State next year in the first round, I'm turning my back. I'm turning on Bill O'Brien with a quickness because uh, Hackenberg, Bill O'Brien may see him as a project that he can fix, but the talents, he's it just hasn't been down for him ever since uh, O'Brien left Penn State, and maybe that's the reason why he can feel that he can fix that. But there's there's nothing there. Um, as a fan of this franchise, I really just want a team who's a winning franchise. Honestly, I wanted a consistent winning franchise. And the way they're and the sad thing is they're one game right now out of first place. If they win this week against Tennessee and Indy lose this week, they're tied for first place. This scares me because it just means the consistency of mediocrity. Because if this team consistently stay close there will not be any changes made at the end of the year. If they're a team that's one game out of winning the division, which will probably mean you're out of the playoffs because I don't see see two teams coming out of this division. If there's anything close to say, hey, you know, we're close, Bob McNair will not make changes with this team. That's been the history. That's been the forte of Bob McNair since he's on this team. If you're close, we're not getting rid of. We're not. We're not firing anyone. But if you are basically out of it, and it seems like the team is totally quit on you, then you're gone. My prediction with the Texans is they will. With at the beginning of the season, I made a prediction that the Texans will be seven and nine. Now I can see six and ten. As a possibility, I could see as bad it get as bad as five and eleven. Uh, after this season, there will needs to be changes. There needs to be there needs to be an a consistent effort to find a quarterback in the draft. Texans need to make something happen. Uh, but as I finish my rant and and uh, it's not even my pipe bomb. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go on, go on and end this pup. I'm gonna wrap wrap this. I'm going to wrap this pup puppet up. Uh, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, as I, I continue to try to do this show, I'm gonna try. Uh, I don't have all the things because of what recent events that has happened. I don't have all the things that uh, accessible that made my show a little bit better for the past few months but I'm going to consistently do the show and try to get better at it in the words of Bill O'Brien uh, of any Houston Texas player I'm just going to be the best uh, best, per- best uh, radio guy I can be podcaster I can be but uh, thanks for listening we get, uh, we're going to keep this thing going and uh, 
I'll see you in a couple of weeks. To the tracks, the way to escape.